Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. All right, folks, we have a new Dear DSO entry on the website, and you can submit your own question or story at dadstartingover.com slash dear dash DSO. And if it's a good one, I'm going to respond here in video format. Today's entry comes from Lloyd Christmas. I think it's a Dumb and Dumber reference. Excellent. The subject line is predictability. Lloyd says, I've been with my wife for 20 years. So finding new ways to initiate intimacy can be challenging. I've been a frat member for years. Uh, what Lloyd here is referring to is the DSO fraternity. You can learn more at dsofraternity.com. It's a private group for men only. So thank you, Lloyd, for joining. Appreciate it. Um, and he's been a member for years. Excellent. So our relationship has improved dramatically because of what I have learned in the frat. Excellent. And I've become a much better man. Here is my question. With three kids, my wife and I don't get a ton of alone time. Understandable. I have a day off in the middle of the week. Naturally, that would be a good time for us to have some intimacy while the kids aren't around. However, it also makes it predictable, especially for an avoidant woman. Like most women, she is tired by the time the kids are in bed at night and still tired in the morning. Any great suggestions on initiating intimacy with a woman who always expects it and, quote, knows that it's coming? Even if I get shot down, I don't pout and I move on. It is usually days before I try to initiate again. That, in her mind, is, quote, you have been trying to have sex with me all week, end quote, even though I haven't made any advances for days. Um, Lloyd, thank you for this. And again, thank you for joining and belonging to the DSO fraternity. Sounds like you're what we call one of the old guard. So excellent. Um, so you got a lot of uh, things here that you, you, you've thrown some terms in here that I'll try to explain for our audience here. You just threw one word out here uh, where you say an avoidant woman. So you have determined that through our material and other material by other folks like Dr. Psych Mom and so forth, that your wife is what we call an avoidant person. For those that don't know, there's this whole theory called attachment theory. 
basically how you were raised as a kiddo and the relationship with mom and dad and so forth uh, impacts your relationships with your romantic partners. Um, if Lloyd here is like, uh, dare I say, the majority of the guys in our DSO fraternity, um, he is what we call an anxious attachment dude. He's pursuing. He wants more from the wife. He gets a lot of validation and, and um, oh, his sense of worth and, and so forth from the, the love that he receives from his partner, which, by the way, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Um, what is, quote, wrong with that is that uh, when it goes into anxious territory is that uh, anything and everything um, can be possibly construed as a danger to the relationship. I may lose this person. I got to reach out to them more. I got to chase them more. I got to fix things more. <clears throat> That's your anxious person. Uh, they're not very secure in their attachment. Uh, but what's ironic is that these anxious attachment type people tend to pair up with um, the polar opposite, which is your avoidant person, which is like, I don't want to talk about things. I don't want to fix things. I just want to be left alone. Um, and often, not always, but often these people aren't the most sexy, loving, sweet type of people. They're not touchy. They're not all that stuff. And that's what the anxious person wants more than anything. Because the more touching and the more sex and the more all that stuff makes them feel secure in the relationship. I know she's not going anywhere. I know we're a good thing here. So if Lloyd's like a lot of people, and he's kind of hinting at that, that's the dynamic in the relationship. And thanks to what he's learned in the, uh, <clears throat> in the DSO fraternity, he's done a better job of navigating his way through that dynamic. Now, the question is, is that dynamic uh, healthy to begin with? Not necessarily. Um, as long as both people are cognizant of their, I guess, their deficiencies, um, their, their, their wiring is probably a better word. Then, uh, you know, for example, Mr. Anxious knows, well, I need to pull back a little bit and give them space. I'm a little bit too much. And, you know, anybody secure or, or avoidant would be turned off by my behavior. So maybe I need to cool it with this. And I need to, uh, it doesn't hurt to spend more time away from my partner. I'm always, uh, I'm a big blanket of anxiety on them. And it's a major turnoff. And, well, no wonder they're so avoidant. So they back off. And often those people are like, well, look at her. She's coming out more. She's more feminine and bubbly and sweet. And that's what I always wanted. Great. And the avoidant partner needs to say, well, you know, based on my, my past as a kiddo, I'm, I tend to put up walls to people around me. I've, I've done this a lot in my relationships and it never ends well. So maybe I need to work on opening up more and breaking down my walls and, and becoming more vulnerable and uh, stop worrying about losing my independence so much. This is a very common uh, refrain from men. Men tend to be more avoidant than women. <clears throat> but as we've learned in our fraternity, not always. So... Um, if both people are working on it, then it can be a, a healthy dynamic and two more secure. Both are coming more towards the center, towards secure. You know, you have your, your anxious, your avoidant and in the middle is the, the good stuff, the secure. That's what we all want to be. So they both work towards coming to the middle and voila, they have a healthy relationship. Well, but Lloyd here is um, saying one thing they've done to try and address the um, intimacy, physical intimacy, which is very important, uh, is, hey, let's schedule this once a week. We, uh, it's kid-free time. I got time off work. Perfect opportunity. We should reconnect as a couple. And, uh, you know, I, you're not saying exactly, but I would assume you're talking about doing the deed. And uh, you necessarily have to be do the deed, although that's, <clears throat> by my estimation, as a red-blooded American male, that, that is a requirement. Otherwise, you know, we're not a couple, we're just buddies. Um, but you can also do other types of physical intimacy, cuddling, handholding, heavy petting, as they call it. You don't have to necessarily go all the way. Um, 
you know, it may be um, uh, maybe that time of the month for the woman, and it's not fair to her. She's very uncomfortable with having intercourse during that time, so we don't want to pressure or anything like that. Maybe she's not feeling well. Who knows? Um, but there are other things you can do to remain intimate. And it sounds like sometimes you approach her, I would assume, with um, trying to do, you know, the, the full act. And she's like, uh, no, it's not happening this week. I know it's our day. I know we've had this planned. I know you've been hinting at it for days leading up to this, but no, I, I don't want to do that. And uh, you don't pout. You don't, you know, you move on, but obviously it hurts you because you're human and you're probably an anxious type of dude. But then you, uh, you'll, you'll give it some time, give her some space, and you'll try again. And in her mind, he's like, dude, you've been trying to have sex with me all week. And you're like, all week. You know, I tried on our Wednesday, our middle of the, you know, our, our planned day. It didn't work out, so then I tried again on Saturday. That's not all week. But in her mind, it is. Because why? She's got that wiring. She's got that avoidant thing. And she sees you're pursuing as a kind of anxiousy and kind of a turnoff. I'm assuming a lot here. Or it could very well be that she's just not the most sexual creature in the world. I don't know your full story. I don't know the history of you two. Maybe you had a very hot and heavy period for years and years, and then kids came along and things changed for you. As we know, pretty common. Um, or maybe it's always been kind of a eh, kind of relationship, and you've always wanted more out of her. And um, instead of once a week, you would like it five times a week. Maybe you're one of those dudes, and it's just not happening. And if you go a week without it, you're probably like, what the hell am I doing? Um, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It may not necessarily be, though, realistic with this partner. It's difficult for me to uh, prescribe anything or try to give some, you know, definite advice here, like step one, two, three, here's what you need to do based on literally just two paragraphs of information here. Uh, but based on what you're telling me, um, she's resistant. She's possibly not the most sexy creature in the world. You have to schedule. And even with the scheduling of once a week, which by the way, for me personally, and I don't represent every male or every human out there, but for me personally, um, ultimately that's the only perspective I have is my own. Um, once a week wouldn't, wouldn't do it for me. Um, I need more than that. And I don't think I'm bad for that. I don't think I'm, um, sex crazed, perverted in any way, shape or form. That's just, you know, some people need, um, to have conversations and some people need this, some people need that and other kinds of forms of intimacy and connection. And for me, um, sexual intimacy is very important. And once a week, not going to do it for me. And it sounds like you may be of the same wiring. Uh, then the resolution is, well, how can we as a couple come to some kind of compromise where uh, I can get my, quote, needs met? You don't feel put upon and you don't feel taken advantage of and you're not you know grossed out by me or whatever it may be. And um, uh, we're both happy. So but now we're getting into the territory of are you asking somebody who really doesn't want to do that act to do it? And are you getting into some really unhealthy behavior? Uh there's also the school of thought from a lot of, you'll see this from a lot of angry men online, is that if your wife isn't completely and totally jumping your bones, like on a frequent, regular basis, then dude, she's just not into you. Let her go. Go get your girlfriend. Uh, to that, I say, uh, if that's your stance, then you just threw out probably, oh, I don't know, 95% of marriages. Uh, Long-term monogamy is difficult when it comes to the sexual intimacy thing. 
for most of us, not all of us, for most of us, um, being with a person for years and years with kids and all the other stress and everything else, uh, cannot compare sexual energy wise to the pre-marriage, pre-kids honeymoon phase. That's always the, that, that honeymoon phase is always the sexiest and most active. And that is the one that really gets us men hooked in, isn't it? And let's don't misconstrue that as me saying the woman is putting on an act. It's the old bait and switch. No, the the women in these uh, situations genuinely feel super duper turned on. Genuinely are wanting to have you know intimate relations with their man that often. It's it, they can't help themselves. It's overwhelming. Nature's taking over the honeymoon phase. Nature's saying go make babies and lots of them, please. And so, but then that dissipates with time. It fades with time. And once that honeymoon phase evaporates, some of us are left looking at a partner who is quote unquote, very avoidant. And we're like, she's not the most loving, sweet or sexual person in the world. And this really bothers me. And your more uh, anxious types spend the next years or decades trying to pull some semblance of that honeymoon phase out of a woman who is just not wired for it until of course you get divorced She's back on the market, and then you watch her become this super sexy, over-the-top creature. And that's not evil. That's not conniving. She's not doing the act again. It's nature taking over. Nature's saying, uh, ah, cool, you're out of that relationship. Let me flood you with some chemicals to make you want to go out and make more babies. It happens. Men see the same thing to a a smaller degree, by my estimation. So, Lloyd... uh, Long-winded way of me saying, you need to be realistic here. Who did you marry? What is it that you want out of this relationship? Can you honestly get that from this partner? If no, sounds like I'm talking about programming language here. If no, then what? Do you leave? Do you try to find some common ground? Do you turn this into a very pragmatic, cold kind of relationship or arrangement rather, where it's uh, wife, you know, I want this. I know you don't, but we need to do this in between every Wednesday or else I'm out of here. That sounds very cold. And you know, we're talking about, I assume you have kids and all this other stuff. Uh, Yeah. It says you have three kids. So that's not so easy. Is it? Here's the thing. Um, None of this is easy. There's no cookie cutter, flip a switch and everything will be great again and you're going to be super duper happy. No, it doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work that way. Um, Let's be honest here. Why do you think we have the adult entertainment industry? It it fills a niche. there's There's a need here. There are so many men out there in relationships, out of relationships, whatever, wherever they're at on the relationship spectrum um, that are not getting their quote unquote needs met. And that adult entertainment and sex workers and everything else, those represent a very low cost way of getting that need met. You can jump right from A to Z. You don't have to do all the shit in the middle. It's very appealing, especially to men in your position, which have to work and work and work to get that connection that you so desperately need. Um, Am I saying go out and get a girlfriend and go to the massage parlor, fire up the computer and look at the adult entertainment? I'm avoiding words here again that get videos penalized. Uh, No, but you got to be honest here, dude. What is it that you want? Are these wants healthy? Are these needs healthy? 
Um, you know, if you were to tell me I absolutely positively need it seven days a week, well, I'd say it's eh, a little compulsive, a little much. Um, maybe need to look at uh, why is it that you need that? Is your you know libido always naturally that high? Is that a bad thing? Is it a good? I don't know. No judging here. But if you told me, you know, two or three times a week, I'd say, man, eh, that's pretty normal. Nothing wrong with that. Can you get that with wifey here? She sounds pretty resistant to that. Uh, is that bad of her? No, that's just the way she's wired. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a lot here. Two paragraphs of information. I would need to talk to you to get a lot more detailed information. Maybe um, if I post this in the group on the fraternity, that will generate some conversation. And maybe you'll come out of the woodwork and say, hey, that was me. And we can talk about this some more. That's the benefit of the group where we have you know hundreds and hundreds of guys from around the world that can talk these things out. And maybe we can do a live meeting on this where we all talk about it. But anyway, thank you, Lloyd, for presenting a really thought-provoking question here and situation, which is not uncommon for guys in our group, the DSO fraternity, and for guys out in the real world. I think a lot of men will nod and say, Ooh, that sounds familiar. So Lloyd, best of luck to you. Let's chat some more. And for those of you that want to join the group, dsofraternity.com, you can check it out there or at dadstartingover.com and click on the DSO Fraternity logo. Um, we also have a, um, go on Facebook. We have a deal where you can try it out for uh, uh, one month for free. I post the the uh, offer there quite a bit, so check that out. Um, but uh, thanks again, Lloyd. I appreciate it. And thank you for submitting your question to Dear DSO. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood, but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one -on -one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.